you know, money's power. And if we're, you know, if our whole motivation in life is to have power and power over other people, you know, and we're, we're loving money above all things, Mm -hmm. you know, God included, that is where the distortion is. Not that, Hey, money, God, it's an energy used to not just live, but to create, to influence, to positively um, through love. It, It like, like, you know, a lot of people have said, but especially just recently, heard that and and know that it amplifies who you actually are okay well we were chatting earlier about what should we talk about next? And, uh, and then I said, well, why don't we just listen to this, you know, podcast or this, you know, riff that Amanda Francis, uh, has put on YouTube because, uh, I stumbled across her probably a month and a half ago, uh, just before she launched her book and just before she launched her audiobook, And her topic is all about money. She's known as the money queen, I guess. She's actually been, I, I can't tell you, to be honest, her mm-hmm. whole history, but um, eight years in business, started uh, actually fleeing a cult and uh, then went to Bible school. And then when she went on to get her degree in uh, psychology and a master's in counseling. And in the meantime, she re- stum- went into class one time to... Um, and heard her professor talking about life coaches and how mm-hmm. they were unregulated and whatever, and that they could do whatever they wanted. And she was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that on the side to make money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, eight years later, she's a multimillionaire, self, uh, self-made millionaire, uh, basically teaches people through online courses on a variety of different top- topics. But what I love so much about it is it's, it's, I've been learning a lot through it and inspired by it a lot because she's just so real and authentic and her journey isn't just that she made it somewhere and she's teaching about where, what she did. Mm-hmm. She, she does all the stuff that she's talking about every single day mm-hmm. currently still. And she's uh, I relate to her a lot too because unlike you, <laughs> uh, I swear a lot. <laughs> You've been very censored in, the, in, in our previous podcast, I must say. <laughs> uh, I was trying to be conscious of that and, and, uh, guess it, I am, I'm, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just a part of who I am and where I grew up and, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I'm never using the, the words in a, in a context that are angry or anything mm-hmm. like that. Well, maybe sometimes, but anyway, I really love that about her, but what I really love about it is the topic of money mm-hmm. and it's mostly around the psychology, the envisioning what money actually is. It's mm-hmm. energetic it's available. It's, I mean, really money is about energetic worthiness mm-hmm. and uh, self-love and, and I oh mean, I've got a journey too. I mm-hmm. mean, like it's peppered with successes that I actually didn't even recognize were successes and it's peppered with failures, man, some big failures. And even to today, right now, today, I am not in a place that I can really internally not, I don't, give a shit whether people are looking at my money stuff right now or not. For me, I'm not where I want to be. 
Mm-hmm. I still have debt. I still have loans. I still have, you know, personal right. loans to some people that trusted in some business opportunities that I have and, and they're great. Right. And they were right and everything, mm-hmm. but, and then I've got great money coming in, in ways that I never expected. But what a beautiful, beautiful, perfect timing mm-hmm. for this woman's uh, presence and her knowledge and understanding and her inspiration to come through. So anyway, let's and, talk about money. And I'm excited for that too. I mean, full disclosure, I haven't read her book. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've listened to a couple of her podcasts. And, um, you know, part of it, I think, for me, I'm just inspired to have the conversation. We've talked about this conversation, you know, not necessarily in, in her context or anything mm-hmm. like that, but, you know, the relevance I think that we're really trying to talk about is just, um, you know, what is our concept of money? What mm-hmm. is our, you know, relationship with money? Mm-hmm. Um, and that has mm-hmm. been an evolution for me too. Like right. I, I'm a feeling a little bit vulnerable in the conversation, which is <laughs> partly why I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> um, because I didn't grow up with and, and I mean the reality is is that our uh, concept is developed by how we were raised, yeah, what we witnessed, what we mm-hmm. saw, how our parents you know dealt with money, dealt with money. Mm-hmm. And so my conditioning very much. My parents had government jobs; they weren't in a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was always a finite amount, mm-hmm. right? And and it was always used for things that were required, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. You know, really until I was in, you know, high school that they started to, you know, go on trips and things like that. And we would do camping when I was younger and, um, you know, and they built a house when I was eight, nine. <laughs> um, and then we were house poor for a long time oh, because right. there was that sense of like that was their dream home. And mm. and there was a lot of bills. I mean, everybody that's built a house knows it always costs more than you think. Uh, that was also <laughs> in the time when interest rates were really high. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, my concept around money was you had to work damn hard for it mm-hmm. and that um, there was only ever so much, right? Mm, okay. And so that was, and I didn't really experience, you know, what it was like in a business world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, flash forward 10 years later when I go to school for 10 years, I accumulate an immense amount of debt, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to school for a long time and... Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not just university, but then medical school, um, you know, and I'm coming out of, of university and, and, and uh, starting a practice, starting my business, mm-hmm. you know, having a ton of debt um, yeah. and really in a profession that had to develop myself. Yeah. I had to build a business, which I wasn't really taught how to do that. Mm-hmm. Huge learning curve. And then having no foundation for mm-hmm. how to do that, mm-hmm. having no real reference point guide you know I didn't exactly uh, you know the only reference point I had was like you know jobs and pensions Mm -hmm. right right true um interesting so I've recognized I've struggled Mm -hmm. over the years first of all recognizing my value Mm -hmm. um I can remember in the beginning like you know you go from Mm -hmm. I'm a student and I'm and I'm a waitress you know to like Six months later, I'm, I'm a, a doctor. doctor. Yeah. And now charging, you know, yeah. five, six times the price, right? right. Um, so, you know, I had to go through that whole experience of, you know, Shifting what is my value. Of value. Yeah, yeah. But then also recognizing the value isn't just the perception of 
what you are giving um, or what people feel your value mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. right? Are you experienced? How good are you at this? Right. It's also the... What is the result of? Right, yeah. right. Like that we have to have some meter stick that says, well, you only get this. But because. actually the value that you know that you're contributing based on right. just who you are and, yeah. and what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. And that was a mental shift too. Right, true. And uh, so I'm interested to have this conversation. I do mm-hmm. recognize some of the blocks that I've had when I look at, and I've had lots of success in my practice, mm-hmm. um, lots of growth. I've been in, you know, three different um, work environments. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, both actually four, two that I was a um, contractor kind of situation and two that I was an owner in. And one mm-hmm. is a partnership and the one now where I'm a complete owner. And anybody that's owned a business understands how much mm-hmm. it costs to run a business. Well, no kidding. Um, and, you know, and I'm pretty well versed at that now, though that was a huge learning curve in the beginning. But some of the blocks I recognize just in terms of, isn't it funny how we make more and we spend more? Well, that we always seem to be at that same threshold. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I mean, that's a, it's a, a, you said threshold, but a, a barometer of, right. Well, you know, what's our, I mean, she gets into it, the book, but I've known that my whole mm-hmm. life too, is our set point. Right. So what's our set point with debt? What are, what's our set point with right. um, savings? What's our set point with, with income? What's mm-hmm. our set point with, you know, what I'm worthy of from a generous, mm-hmm. you know, windfall of money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's interesting. And, and oh, same. So, I mean, very different for me because I never did go to school. Well, actually, that's not true. I actually pieced together a bit of a diploma in business, mm-hmm. but not a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in an, uh, an entrepreneurial household. My parents mm-hmm. run a construction company, right? And I mean, my first job was figuring, it wasn't even a job. It was like dad saying, go get some of those lawn, you know, landscaping contracts and here's the, go mow their lawns, you know, mm-hmm. go to whatever, right? So, um yeah, it was different. The conversations around the dinner table were different. But again, that's the employment, or not employment, sort of the um, entrepreneur side. But when it came to money, because of the entrepreneur side, it was it was also constraining for us too because, mm-hmm. it, well, it didn't have to be, but there were things that I was taught. Money mm-hmm. comes and money goes. You don't want to actually keep your money because then you pay tax on it. You right. know, you... So what does that instill? Well, never right. have money. You right. know, having just enough just to spend it so you don't pay tax. Oh, it's just a write-off. Everything's just a write-off. Write-off, write-off, write-off. So <laughs> have the $1,000 vehicle payment right. because it's a write-off or otherwise right. the government gets it. Oh, yeah, justified. Okay, right. that's... And they're just beliefs and ideas that accumulate along the way that right. are supportive or not. And what's beautiful is that being able to look at it right now, look mm-hmm. at the beliefs and make a change mm-hmm. so that so that life can change. Mm-hmm. Uh in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful direction. But man, it's amazing how money is literally just an energetic energetic reflection mm-hmm. of self-worth, of value, mm-hmm. of set points, of beliefs, of you know, concepts and ideas. Right. And as you actually shift those things internally, your monetary life changes mm-hmm. instantly, mm-hmm. like dramatically. From places that you wouldn't expect. Exactly. I mean, there's been many times where I'm like, oh, I just need 20000 Yeah. Or I just, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, in inv- in business and mm-hmm. investments and things like that, you know, some done well and some haven't. Haven't done and, well, yeah. um, You know, and then you're <laughs> Waiting like, on oh, a couple still. You know, just wanting to pay this off or just, and i always feeling like, I just need that money. And then it shows up. Yeah. 
And then ironically, we create it again. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, not ironic, right? Yeah. I mean, the energy is always there when the intention and, and I think when we kind of, when we say that's where we need to be. I mean, yeah. my the story of how I got my house and, yeah. you know, it was, you know, pure miraculous yeah, in, yeah. in that we had a set amount of like, this is what we wanted to spend. Yeah. Um, you know, these are all the things I wanted in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we found the house that we wanted and it was, it was very quick turnover. God had told me we were going to get this house by Friday. It was that. like Friday at seven o'clock. We didn't have <laughs> anything. And we saw this one online called a realtor and sure enough, walked down to the house. It was three houses down from ours. <laughs> also means God has a sense of humor. <laughs> we're right. not intending a moving in the same neighborhood, but in any case, um, it just turned yeah, out, you like, fell in love country. with the place um, and had closure on the deal by 11.45 that night. And after all awesome. the dust settled awesome. and we had to do, we actually, uh, the basement was unfinished. The dollar amount is exactly. Isn't that amazing? Exactly where I had put my mindset yes. of this is what we could afford. I remember that. That's so fun. Um, cool. So, you know. Isn't the, that cool? Always, right? And so I know that. In some ways, it's like we, we aspire to things. Mm-hmm. In other ways, we limit ourselves. Oh, 100%. Right? In fact... Only I need this. Yeah. It, well, oh, man. The cool thing... So over over my life, until probably the last uh, five years, mm-hmm. I have lived in a couple places at the same time. So I worked in Alberta and BC. Well, I work, my work is from home, but my clients on the most part were in Alberta, but I wanted to live in Kelowna. So I was living in Kelowna back and forth, Alberta, for 10 years. And... I had this in my mind, my personal contribution to my accommodations where I was living, my house, and then whatever I was living with in the other cities, um, had to only amount to 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And okay, so no matter what, whether I owned at one point two houses here with my ex-husband mm-hmm. in Kelowna and then you know renting a furnished apartment or whatever in, mm-hmm. in Calgary the total amount always amounted to 1200 no matter how it shifted and changed, whether we had right. two houses, one house, whatever, and then the condo or the, or the house or the mm-hmm. room or whatever. And then at one point, I'm like, uh, yeah, four or five years ago, bought the new house in mm-hmm. Lake Country and still same thing. I actually didn't pay more than 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of good. I, uh, for some reason, that's jacked up this year, but... That's just because I made a few, <laughs> I'm going to say I made a few mis- mistakes, but I, it's not even a mistake. I'll say this, it's acclimating me to my yacht eventually. Like mm-hmm. well, I'm okay to pay three grand a month for the, for the yacht or whatever, right. Right? right? But it's amazing how we can put those parameters around the dollar amount what and energy, yeah. what we think we can afford. Mm-hmm. And we so limit ourselves. Right. We so limit ourselves. You know, what I love, I, I love this book so much and you know, it, I'm right in the middle of it. So I don't know when we're going to actually post this uh, podcast, but I went and bought it for myself when it came out. And then two chapters in, I'm like, okay, I know my, the, the people I love have to know about this book. <laughs> so I didn't just tell them about it. I bought it for them. They're getting it all for Christmas, obviously, including mm-hmm. you. <laughs> it, and then of course she came out with her, 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 um, uh, audiobook and then of course a couple of people jumped the gun and bought the audiobook mm-hmm. and now they're all anyway point is I'm really excited about sharing this experience with mm-hmm. us as a group mm-hmm. because the elevation 
and the freedom that comes from just going, you mean I get to choose? Mm -hmm. You mean I've actually held myself back and that's how exactly I've held myself back. And it's not, it's actually just tangible action and mostly, actually 100% of it is feeling. What do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. And and when you shift the feelings, the the experiences change. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Um, I mean, I've done quite a few courses on money in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Millionaire mind. Do you or, do you remember when we used uh, to have cash flow games at yes, the house? Yes, cash flow games. Oh my busting loose in the money game. I mean, I did love it. Oh, I love all those loose. books. And you know that those certainly helped me understand a bit more about my concept around money. And even yeah. just recognizing, oh, I didn't necessarily come from the best understanding of around money. Yeah. Um, but what I feel like some of that block is is, and many people talk about this, is there's a difference between what I understand intellectually. And then what I'm actually putting out there, you know, unconsciously. Right. Um, because I think, you and I, you know, one of the things that that when I'm really tapping in and have an awareness of, part of it is that, and, and people can probably identify to this, is that sense of, you know, as much as we want success, we're also, A, sometimes afraid of success, but we're also trying to understand, do we deserve that? And mm, and what does true. that look like in our lives? Right. How is that going to change us? How is that going to, how are people going to look at us? Yeah. Um, and also just, how are we going to judge ourselves? Yeah. Because maybe we're judging people with money as being greedy or selfish. Right. or um, And so, you know, especially I think... Um, from a, a Christian background and, you know, mm. there's in, been this distortion around money that, you know, you're meant to be, you know, a pauper where it's like, mm. you know, there, there's meant to be like, you know, s- it's all about service and being selfless. Mm. But I mean, truthfully, how can we help anybody if we don't if have, you, yeah. you know, the ability to have, have influence? I can influence way more people if mm. I have more money than less, right? Yeah, you can't help poor when you're poor. Right. Right. But at the same time, and the more important thing around that, influence Mm -hmm. is is again energetic Mm -hmm. you know and raising yourself up so you raise other people up one of the things i'm gonna so one of the the biggest i mean man there's so many belief systems that i'm just Mm -hmm. going holy that i mean the book is cool because it actually there's a workbook part of it too but um and uh, amanda if you're listening yes i'm accidentally promoting your book but i love it because it really digs into a lot of those questions. It's saying, you know, mm-hmm. what, if this wasn't the case, what would you believe if, if you had, you know, and one thing that came up for me was, um, being alone. I'm right. like, well, if I'm, if I'm loaded, rich, wealthy, whatever, and nobody else can actually do the things I'm doing, then who am I with? Right. And then judging the people I'm potentially going to have to hang out with, mm-hmm as the wealthy people are probably, I can't probably relate to them. Mm. I'm like, holy mom, like I've got to change, I've got to change that. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, I'm not doing this by myself. I'm taking you guys with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that all of us need to, you mm-hmm. know, you know, bust some of those, those money um, belief systems mm-hmm. that are keeping us limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about it historically, why would that be perpetuated for mm-hmm. so long? I mean, really, if we if we really think about mm-hmm. why would that be an important concept or, um, maybe like a generational thing that's got, you can go way back, you yeah. know, it goes back to like, you know, aristocracy and, mm-hmm. you know, where there was like, you were born with privilege or you born without it. Right. right. So there was the hierarchy of, of the kings and queens and the royalty and the noblemen and then, mm-hmm. you know, the peasants. And you'd never really got out of that 
that class system, right? Yeah, and so for generations, that, yeah. That's likely just the evolution of recognizing, you know, that you were born with a certain sense of this is what I'm worth, this is my value, this is what I can create. Whereas I think people, if you look at, and that's why self-made millionaires are actually more rare than we think mm. because most people have that do well from a wealth perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not just because they come from wealth, but they come from a different mentality around wealth. Right. I mean, yeah, it comes down to that influence of your mind. Right. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about too here and to just bring up is, is again, back to the religious thing. If you look at it, I'm not even religious. I'm not talking about Christianity. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about religion, mm -hmm. which is not the, the supportive, healthier yeah. part of you know, the, yes. whole, the whole God. Yeah. Is it, uh, what do you call it if it's not religion? Spirituality? Spirituality. Yeah. yeah. So spirituality. Religion, I would say religion is more of the, the human organized, organized aspect um, of spirituality. Of, yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. So the, again, just sort of talking about religion mm -hmm. is, you know, suppressing people's power, mm -hmm. keeping them codependent on something, keeping them powerless. I mean, you talk about the aristocracy is mm -hmm. like, well, why wouldn't people come out of those generations if they were worthy, if they just realized they were just as worthy, right? you know, just as worthy as everybody, but being conditioned to believe that they weren't mm -hmm. in their mental, emotional states. Right. And that's the, that's literally the key out of every, out of well, all of it. And then it keeps the people in power in power. Right. Right. Uh, if hey, you, I mean, if you feel oppressed and, and I mean, Mm -hmm. the best way to control people is, is, you know, not let them, you know, having to worry about their food, clothing and shelter. Yeah. Right. If we're in a position where we just need to make our ends meet, mm -hmm. we're not worried about self-actualization yes. or, you know, what's my purpose? Or great or, sex. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> that either. You it's know, like, it's just on. like, again, like not, not just sex, but like great <laughs> sacred union yes. sex, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, that's, I think, you know, for, and we still see it today, right? Yeah. There's many cultures and countries that are still in that, um, mentality more than others. I think the gift of being in a de more developed country is that we are most, all of us are in a position where those basic needs are met. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us are not in a position where, um, it's like, how am I going to pay for supper tonight? Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm not discrediting, there are people that are still there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's also part of that, you know, continued mentality, right? That right. we've all been learning. It's so easy to break. It's really it's easy breaking to break. that concept, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's it's interesting that you know, and again, I'm 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 also recognizing my challenge in mm -hmm. it uh, because there is a sense of I know this intellectually. Okay. So what's your what's your challenge? So well, I think the part that I've always struggled with is that sense of. Um, you know me, my purpose is to be here, to give, contribute. to, to contribute to, um, so I look at, um, I think where I've been taught is that money is more about selfish, like a self-reflection oh, versus being selfless. Oh, I see. Um, and I think that's where the distortion is. And I'm not saying that that's truth. I'm saying that's been a truth in yeah, my mind right. that has kept a limitation I'm around really it. I'm really excited to see you drop that like right now. <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> voicing it helps, right? <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I'm being vulnerable here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But I can see it. Like yeah. I can understand it intellectually. But I think in application where the struggle is, and what, it's not so much a struggle. It's just an awareness where I'm like, oh, why does this have to be difficult? Well, why am I struggling at this situation? Why why do I constantly feel like, you know, I'm, you know, matter my circumstance, it's, I'm, you know, I'm just on that break even. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've had growth and I've, you know, I've expanded, you know, ownership. We have a house, I have a, a business that I, you know, commercial space mm-hmm. I own. Like there's definitely expansion in, you know, call it net worth. But isn't it funny but how the that, day end, I know, isn't that the funny? Same. Right. Yeah. It, fun to change that though. I mean, mm. it, I'm actually really seeing that change a lot in my life right now in the last year. I'm like, whoa. And my big thing for me has been money has come and gone in big chunks. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been, you know, make, make a whole bunch of money and then self-fund, self-fund, self-fund. And then because of being an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that project. I'm going to spend nine months in that and mm-hmm. not get paid for it. And then, you know, get paid whatever in, or investments mm-hmm. or whatever. But in the last few years, there's been more consistency. I'm really looking forward to shifting that too. But I, I want to go back to a quick question about support. Yes. I was, as you were saying that, I'm like, I'm reading your mind. Because <laughs> I, I said, what one of the things I'm excited for in yeah. my life, and I say that because I feel a confidence of a shift mm-hmm. in that so much of my life is about what I create. Mm-hmm. Like I've put myself in a situation where I provide yeah, financially, um, you know, for my family, right. um, you know, for my staff. Right. Um, you know, I pay everything, you know, all, all of my debts I've paid, like I don't. So what um, about having other people contribute to that or have right. other sources? Or create, right. Yeah. yeah. And be open to, well, right. this has been a part of my mission in the last two years since I wrote my book is, all right, Alana, now it's time to receive, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I'm ready to receive abundantly with finances as well. Right. Um, <laughs> and great sex. And, and Just not saying. from, <laughs> and not from, uh, you know, not from my own, on my own back yeah. all the time, you yeah. know, but yeah. I have opportunities come to me where people are feeling, you know, and that I can be inspired in, and then it just mm. comes out of flow, but not because I had to create it, yeah. not because I had to come over the day and I had to come up with, do all the work. And then, you know, yes, that comes to fruition, but man, wouldn't it be great if it did So let's hear about it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about the vision. Tell me about the, when life actually does that for you, what's that going to feel like? What's that going to look like? Because that's where we get to actually get into the juice. Well, I think that's where, you know, where I, my, my vision is to be able to be in a space where, you know, really it's about collaboration. Because mm-hmm. I think when you're in a, in a collaboration, like we're doing right here, mm-hmm. is that, um, Finally. you know, yeah, people are bringing the different giftings in and the, the, you know, it's, it's an element where a, we have to be able to let go and trust and be open, but also, mm-hmm. um, recognize that as we can move into that space, mm-hmm. it's not all on us and, and yeah. that, that, you know, God wants to give these things to mm-hmm. us. True. It's just that we got to be open to having them show up. So different opportunities come and be able to be open to receive them because mm-hmm. we're not so busy trying to create it over here. Mm-hmm. I would say also <clears throat> as much as is adding to our life and changing and shifting the beliefs to receive, it's also letting go of things. Like I don't have to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, and I can trust people to help me and support me. And what does and what does it feel like to actually have things happen with ease that I didn't do anything for? Right. Wow. Can you imagine that? I didn't do anything for that, and all of a sudden I got this. You it know, showed up. 
Right. Man, I used to pay for dates when I would go out. <laughs> there are like Dutch. Yeah, we were going Dutch. I would be like, no, I'll pay for my share. <laughs> this right. is an indoctrine for many years. I've been married for almost 15 years. So the dating kidding? world was like a long time ago. So yeah. definitely this has been an ingrained concept, right? right? Is that sure. sense of like, it's okay. I can be taken care of. Right. I mean, you um, and I relate to that a lot too. Mm-hmm. I think that I can, I'm excited to see that shift where I'm like, it'll be, but isn't it weird how that I, if when even I imagine, um, you know, being supported in that way from a masculine perspective in a personal mm-hmm. relationship where someone actually, actually has the ability to give to me that way. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Lynn is a perfect example. She, she started dating and then married uh, Jamie, who we were just talking about this last night, her, yeah, sorry, Linda, I'm talking about you. Um, she, you know, there were some beautiful, beautiful things that changed by just having, being in, in his life. Like one of the first things that he actually made her do, because Jamie's an entrepreneur, but he has this very crazy capability to make a whole bunch of money. Like he, he's lost a whole bunch of money over time, but mm-hmm. he has a f- figure out, I mean, he know he lives that money's just that energy mm-hmm. and it's just it comes and comes well, and goes. Yeah. But um he actually made her go and spend five thousand dollars on like go on a shopping spree. And it's not a shopping spree more. at Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a shopping spree on clothes that was a lot mm-hmm. more expensive. And she's like, Man, it you know, that was just so challenging for her and that to mm-hmm. be able to receive it. And ex- I had to keep telling her, it's okay, receive. Like mm-hmm. let you know, and let me live vicariously through your right your joy in that so but even thinking about that in me I'm like man that's going to be really fun but really vulnerable Mm -hmm. it absolutely you know well and you and I can probably relate on this Mm -hmm. a little bit too is one of the things that I think that also brings up is that that struggle of giving up maybe independence mm-hmm. or autonomy mm-hmm. right and especially mm-hmm. as a, you know a strong woman not mm-hmm. wanting to be pure as weak or mm-hmm. you know can't take care of ourselves mm-hmm. um you know that there's that dichotomy of like how do i you know stay in my strength but also be willing to to be vulnerable i'll say this um my biggest thing with that is actually trusting that the the man or the people or the investment or the whatever, but mostly the relationship with somebody is actually being generous for being generous. Right. They're not, there's Good no intention. conditions. Yeah. Good there's intention. no conditions. And that's, I mean, I'm shifting that in my right. world too. Because you right? see just as many, I mean, I have friends in relationships where they struggle with, you know, not earning any income, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And being in a position where it's like everything is taken care of. Yeah. But then they're struggling with not feeling like anything's theirs or not feeling like mm-hmm. their uh, value mm-hmm. is in the same, you know, mm-hmm. reference, right? So, you know, there is a part of, you know, I look at in my family, our contribution is the same. Um, you know, my husband and I yeah. contribute in the same way, but our finances are not the same. Right. Um, so... You know, again, it's that that perception of like, how do we be open to it? But it is. It comes down to that trust of knowing that a person is doing it genuinely, because, genuinely, because yeah. they want to see the best for you. I yeah. mean, my husband will say that to me often. Yeah. You need to go away and like, you know, do have a girls' weekend, <laughs> or like, there's never been any sense of like, well, you got to do that, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's always I really just been like that. whatever yeah. makes you thrive and feel good, and yeah. um, you know, if it's you need to go and um, buy a new shirt or whatever. Yeah. Like he's never been like, oh, you know, yeah. did you really? 
And, you know, you and then he goes by the truck. Or, and <laughs> right. But that's just, and I really appreciated that because that actually yeah. helped me break out of probably some conditioning because yeah. I grew up in a very fair world oh, where yeah. everything had to be equal. Oh. My mom's still that way. She's like, okay. you know, that sense of everything, what my brother got, I got, like oh, I see. exact same amount of money was spent. Like, you know, that everything has to be down the line equal, um, even if it wasn't necessarily for each person's best interest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or that, you know, how can things be equal if, you know, I go to school for eight years and my brother goes to school for, you know, three right. or two or whatever. Um, so, you know, not to say that it, that was wrong in her or in her concept, but that I think Rob, my husband, really helped me kind of break that to be like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I want you to have this not because I get something in return. Mm-hmm. I want you to have this because I love you and I want to yeah. see you happy and yeah, thrive isn't, and be isn't successful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. You know, I imagine... Um, my next husband, (laughs) I've had two already. Um, but you know, the, the love of my life, Mm -hmm. soulmate, sacred union, you know, that whole thing showing up and, and saying, you know, well, first of all, I don't ever plan to be in a position where it's required or necessary financially at Mm -hmm. all, but also then turning around and saying, let's collaborate, like, let's do this together and Mm -hmm. and having the capability and the ability to give connect with me and, Mm -hmm. and, take some crazy business idea I have and run with it and help fund it. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be amazing. And I mean, I can already feel the feelings, mm-hmm. so I know it's around the corner, but the, I think that's one of the biggest gifts about money is it's not a physical thing. Yeah, It's, it's an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a, um, mental thing and it's easy right. to change. Right. It's really easy to change. Right. And it's not, um, you know, this whole, the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, it's, it's not money. It's what money represents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, money's power. And if we're, you know, if our whole motivation in life is to have power and power over other people, you know, and we're, we're loving money above all things, Mm -hmm. you know, God included, that is where the distortion is. Not that, Hey, money, God, it's an energy used to, not just live, but to create, to influence, to... Positively, um, through love. Absolutely. It, it like, like, you know, a lot of people have said, but especially just recently heard that, and, and know that it amplifies who you actually mm-hmm. are, right? And what a good check-in. It's like, oh, okay, I guess, I, you know, I've got to look at these things, tweak those things, and then, wow, good job, you mm-hmm. know, good job, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Wow, how'd you do that? <laughs> or whatever, Alana, how'd you right. do that? right. There's a really good book I read a few years ago by Chris Vallotton. It was, um, hmm. um, I can't remember the beginning part of it, but it was about riches and wealth. Hmm. Um, and he basically just talked about, because again, a lot of this distortion around um, money and it being evil or, hmm. um, and just, you know, what was so interesting about it is that, you know, when you look at certain religions like the Catholic religion, hmm. um, where, you know, you go to Rome and there's this massive, the Vatican and right. this huge opulent, right. you know, churches and every Catholic church typically is quite, you know, big and mm-hmm. beautiful and they, you know, they, they have a lot of money and mm-hmm. the whole concept around that, because, you know, there's a, a lot of criticism around it too. It's like, well, you could be feeding people and you could, right? right? And which they do as well. But the part of it is like, like Christ was a king. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't poor either. He was a carpenter and he wore nice robes and, you know, he was treated well. 
And this whole thing of like, well, wouldn't you have a palace for a king? Yeah. Right? So, you know, a church was, they were beautiful. And the purpose behind it was because the sense of, you know, you wanted something grand because it was like a palace Mm -hmm. for, for God, right? Yeah. And just when you start to reframe that, because, you know, people will say, well, you could, you should be using that to feed these poor people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also creates an elevation around, look, God wants you to be successful. He mm-hmm. wants you to understand um, abundance and, and what energy that, and I'm not saying that there isn't distortion in religion and, and history and what, you know, some of those churches did. Um, and I'm not saying that money was always used well, but uh, I am saying that there, I think that, you know, when we really understand how much um, conditioning and distortion we have maybe been experienced, whether that be through our home or um, maybe a church we were mm-hmm. in or a community mm-hmm. we were a part of mm-hmm. or a job that we've had or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, that when we really start to break it down, we, we were put on this earth and we're worthy of all the wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And that when we start to break that off, you know, those layers of, of mm-hmm. um, lies and distortion, mm-hmm. that that money is just a, um, a means for us to create what we're meant to create 100%. on this earth. 100%. To, yeah, to literally allow us to gift our right. purpose, our soul's purpose, our life purpose right. in those ways. I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, we just talked about that. Right. Um, when it comes to, I think that, you know, when you look at, we got to go back to visioning. We got to go back to emotional feeling the feelings. So we could sit here and talk about all the reasons mm-hmm. why everybody's suppressed and doesn't have their stuff and whatever. But what I love about shifting this is where, where do you see yourself changing? Like where I see you know, it's really about that. It's about seeing a new vision, seeing a huge, um, not huge, but just the new version of it. And where does it, where does it go for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I mean, specifically it, it changes the threshold for me. Yeah, It's really about changing that threshold because I've been in this position for most of my career where, like I said, I've had success and I've, I've created things and, you know, on paper looks great, but I'm kind of, um, I'm done with that, that space of, of it being, um, always a limitation. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready to, to break through of that and I'm ready for opportunities to come up and it not always be based on what I'm going to create and more collaboration. I'm looking forward to, you know, some freedom in that and being able to play with it and not confining it to, it has to look like this. Cause in my world, it's been very much my nine to, you know, mm. quote unquote, nine to five job. Um, so we're going to get in, we're going to gonna get into, so once we get into this book a little bit more, I'm like, I'm setting up this book club for all the people I love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once we get a little bit more diving deep personally into the book club, we're going to have another, you know, mm-hmm. uh, follow up. follow up on, on, you know, podcasts and whatever. I mean, podcast money. There mm-hmm. goes my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm really interested to see what's going to shift specifically. Yeah, we're going to come back to this because money's a big topic. It is. And it's I think fun. we've kind of planted some seeds for maybe people to start thinking about, you know, what are yeah. your beliefs around money? Maybe is there some limitations around that? But um, hopefully, um, as we work through this, and, and I'm interested to see what comes up with this book too, I'm sure it'll yeah. challenge us. Uh, it's uh, actually more inspiring, but it, it, uh, well, again, the challenge is ex- mm-hmm. exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, so to come back to that, let's look at, uh, uh, stay tuned and we'll, we'll, 
uh, join this topic another time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank <laughs> you.